Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 341. Bit of a smaller cast tonight, and we're trying something a bit different with a new streaming platform, mostly because Evan's not here. So who knows what's going to happen tonight? We'll see. Usually he keeps things under control, but it's anyone's guess at this point. And then Sean is apparently getting drunk somewhere as Hulk Hogan. <laughs> so he's still on Twitter, by the way. That gonna make for a fun night we'll see what he admits on twitter then <laughs> but let, let's uh let's go around here starting with josie josie's with us tonight how we doing josie i'm great i had a fantastic week playing mario wonder so i'm excited to talk about it yeah you've already beaten the game so <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, some of you guys blasted through that game quick like you did it you beat it mvg is here he's beaten the game i did beat the game love it <laughs> trying to 100 it right now Oh, wow. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. OJ's here. I don't think OJ's beat. I haven't beaten it either. Don't no, worry, so. I'm, I'm trying to 100% as I go. Um, so I got to some areas that are giving me some problems. So <laughs> they're giving me some problems to 100% like to get through. So I had to double back and just start going through the game, trying to collect everything. But yeah, I'll probably have it beat probably like by the end of the weekend or, or maybe like my next week, early next week. I was the weird one who decided to play Spider-Man 2 this week, so well, I'll, I'll I'll talk about some of that. But we, we did actually had a, a lot of stuff that happened this week. Both games coming out came out, and I got to say that both of them scoring in the 90s. I'm curious where people's thoughts are on Game of the Year contenders now after all of that. Analog, I'm sure MVG was all over this, announced their 3D system that's going to attempt N64. You have the Mr. FPGA system, though, and I want to yep. see what your... Th- what your thoughts are on them attempting this now that you've seen that in person. Uh, we did have Nate with a report on the Switch 2 and Ray Reconstruction that has me wondering what kind of comparisons we're going to see when the system comes out to something like the PS5 and the Xbox Series. Starfield topped the MPD charts. Pete Hines retiring. Halo and Battlefield having a bit of a comeback. So there, there's actually a lot to get through tonight and uh, pretty excited for it. So... I do want to give a shout out to the members over on the network, spawncastnetwork.com, patreon.com slash spawncast. Uh, of course, want to give a shout out to John O, big supporter over there. Uh, and we'll go through some of the other supporters throughout the night so we can highlight each one. But let's let's actually let's just start with Mario Brothers Wonder since everyone here apparently has played it, mostly beaten it. Uh, I spent about three hours on it so far. So, and then one of those hours was pl- I attempted co-op with a bunch of kids who have no idea what they're doing. So they, no progress was made in that hour. So basically, I've played probably two hours of actual playtime of getting through things. So what are, what do we think of Mario Wonder as it did drop? And it's currently still at a 93, which I feel like somebody here guessed 93. Who was that? I did. I guessed 93. Yeah, Nate. I think oh, Nate. I think said ninety four. He said ninety four. MVG didn't you say ninety three? I, I said ninety four, and it was ninety four for it about was. five minutes, and then it dipped to ninety. <laughs> well, it went to is... ninety five. Then it went to ninety four. Then it was because it could still go up to ninety four. You never know. It could. There's not as many reviews as I thought there would be. Already, like usually that this game is like a hundred something plus review type of game. It's only like, I think like at eighty something. So it definitely could go up or it could go down. Yeah, I, so who knows? I mean, at this point, it's once you get into the 90s like that, it's it's just a good game. But yeah. I will give it to Josie for now. We, however, we will see. And if we have to, we revisit and and move the win over to MVG. But what uh, what, do, what do we think about this game? Because I'm hearing Super Mario World coming up. That's like a big comparison, which to me is, I still think, the best 2D Mario game personally. 
I ha again, I haven't played through Mario Wonder. I assume the end, some of the end levels are ridiculous, incredibly trippy. But what what do you guys think of it so far? Go ahead, Josie. I I thought it was fantastic. I mean, I played the whole thing co op the first the first run through, and that was like randomly a very very good experience like i think the fact that they took out bouncing on each other and that you don't really interact like too much it makes it a lot easier to actually get through everything and i just overall had a fantastic time i think it does it's it's not like not a 2d mario game it still is a 2d mario game at its core so it's not like super groundbreaking and redefining that but it does do a lot of new things and is probably the best 2d mario we've had i'd say probably since mario world on the snes yeah best 2d mario yeah okay in my opinion yeah no no i i mean i agree i haven't beat the game uh when it comes down to it but when it comes to redefining what 2d mario does i think it definitely does that it redefines what 2d mario does in a big way that we haven't seen since like my favorite game is Mario Bros. 3. That's my favorite one. And I actually I'm the weird one that likes Super Mario World 2 Yoshi's Island more than Mario World because I'm stupid. So I, I like those, you know, I like those two games a lot. And it kind of combines those two because Mario World, uh, Super Mario, um, Super Mario World 2 is really weird. Like we're like, you know, they have like, you know, touch fuzzy, get dizzy, those type of stages and all that. And like really weird power-ups and different stuff that you can do. And like the atmosphere is just kind of crazy. And this game kind of has that as well. But then it also has a bunch of cool different like outfits and power-ups like Mario 3 had. You know, that were just kind of like, oh, wow, that's pretty cool. Like, and you can do all this different stuff. The badge system, how that plays a part into it, that can like really be cool for speedrunning. I don't know if you guys are speedrunners, mm -hmm. but I think that like speedrunning is something that I might want to do in this game, you know, because of the bad, uh, because of the, the badge system and everything. So for me, I think it redefines what 2D platformers um, can be for Mario going forward. Um, I do agree it's not quite on the 3D level, right, in terms of what we've seen there. But for a 2D game like this, like I think other developers are going to look at it and be like, hey, like how can we make our own type of, you know, wonder effects or different type of things that affect the stage in this type of way? Because New Super Mario Bros. was so static, you know? It was such a static cut and paste type of game. And this game isn't anything like that. So that's the cool thing. Yeah, I completely agree. I was sort of saying that, like, it's still a 2D Mario game. Like, it's still sort of, like, it has that base, but it does something very different. Yeah. Okay. MVG, what do you got on this? Because you call it a masterpiece. Uh, yeah, I think I agree with um, with what Josie said. I, I For me, it's the best 2D Mario game since Mario World. I, By the way, OJ, I love Yoshi's Island as well. It's 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 a fantastic game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I think what, what it really does for the 2D Mario genre is it just brings it, you know, to a modern audience and it gives it those modern features. Like the thing I really noticed when I first started playing it is obviously the aesthetics, the graphics are, are, are beautiful and we can talk about that, but even that the changes they've made to Mario, 2D Mario, in, in other words, like there's no level time limit anymore. That like that was that was the first thing I noticed when I started playing. I was like, there's mm -hmm. no time limit. This is fantastic. Now I have the ability mm -hmm. to basically take my time and try to find the other one to see that's in the in the map. Um, so I love that. I, I, uh, there's no scoring system anymore. If you guys notice, there's no score, and I think that's something that is has been you know taken out as well. Um, even the 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 ability to kind of push 
the objects around the blocks and stuff i, I don't want to get into spoiler territory but yeah. you know th there are things that you can push around in the game which again um didn't really have the ability to do that the other really cool thing is you can warp into or you can jump into the background in some stages and you can kind of you know fight in the background that stuff was so cool like the way that they 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 kind of you know sprung that on you the first time like the first time that happened i was like wow that's that's awesome and forgive me if that was in the the uh the preview event stuff i don't know because i never watched any any of the previews um there's also the the shop where you can basically buy items you can buy wonder seeds you can buy uh um extra lives and all that sort of stuff the, the badges and the other really cool feature that i love is that it doesn't actually kick you back to the world map when you die like and and i mean some of the things i'm talking about sound so like basic and rudimentary but when you kind of combine all those things together you've got a you got a fantastic 2d mario game like and and for me you know the actual game itself the level design the kind of the variety of the way they mix up all the stages like every every time you start a new stage there's something new there's something different about it there's always a different one to see um trick or or, or um you know mechanic that's that's going to happen you don't know what it is so all those things combined just just make it a, a truly amazing 2d mario game and and i honestly i put it right next to super mario world as as the best 2d mario games um you know maybe there's a bit of recency bias you know maybe ask me again how i feel about it a year from now but i can't really see my opinion changing too much i think it's it's a, an absolute masterpiece of a game and i'm it's, it's even ex exceeded my expectations because i was kind of low-key excited about it but i was like this is going to be like you know if this is going to be more like uh, new super mario brothers u deluxe just count me out type of thing but this has definitely surprised me and i'm i'm very very happy with it, with what we got okay I, I do think control-wise, it's it's significantly better than what I played with. I mean, it's be a lot better, I would say, than what we played with New Super Mario Bros. And I I get that those games were I don't want to say that, but they were good games. But this this just feels like they they went to another level with it completely. And New Super Mario Bros. always felt very I, I guess basic by the books standard safe this yeah. is like they just they just went crazy it, like, you know what we're, we're gonna we're just gonna do whatever we want here we go but so. we all said that though right like we would whenever we did talk about new super Mario, it was always it's it's okay but it's just safe mm -hmm. it's just safe and like we were always like mario maker it's okay but i don't feel like shift, shifting through a million different levels you know and there's no reward for mario maker right like there's no real it's just you just kind of play levels right so I think that this one actually decided to do some new ideas and maybe like maybe there is a recency bias maybe, but maybe not you know like I, I can understand that standpoint from mvg but when you stack them up like you truly compare them like okay well how did it how does it feel to play you can go back and you can clearly see the controls in this game are tighter the physics the momentum everything just feels better to play just in general so i i don't think that there will be um and i think as people go through especially once you get to the harder levels and the other stuff like people are going to realize like, oh wow this really is more you know something different not just new Super Mario's because I was never I, I a saw huge people fan. mentioning the difficulty online a lot like some of the harder like the ones that have more stars to them the levels for the difficulty oh, yeah. you know saying yeah. some of the late game stuff is incredibly difficult well, so no no spoiler here but you can access some of the stuff earlier if you mm -hmm. want if you do certain things and 
you'll just go get like destroyed. You can get destroyed really early, or you can just leave it and then come back later if you want. So there's yeah, I mean, there's, there's some there's some level three badge challenges right now. I'm 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 trying to do to kind of 100 the game, and it's just killing me. Like I don't even know how to get past some of this stuff, honestly. Like I'm kind of ready just to just to put the controller down and rage quit. But <laughs> I want to I want to keep at it. Like I know you can 100 the game. People already mm -hmm. have so. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it, there's definitely difficult parts of the game later on, and some of the later badge challenges are, are, are brutal. Yeah, I, I do think looking at that this game, it's one that will definitely age really well. Say, fifteen years from now, in terms of the visual oh, yeah. style, I, I look at the so. visuals in this. I don't think it's. I, I think you could make a case for this being one of the best looking Switch games right now. It. Yeah, it absolutely. looked not as good. Like when I played it at Nintendo Live, the demo that they had, it didn't look as good. The target demo didn't either. But it, for I, I don't know, maybe it's my OLED, but it looks so much better in terms of what I played. I, I think it's probably my OLED, um, but it looks so much better on my OLED than it did when I first played it, or maybe just the old build of the game that they had. But yeah, it, lo it looks looks good. I played yeah, on my portable it's extremely, OLED. Extremely, it looks it looks sharp. very very clean. Like yeah, it's yeah. very sharp. Uh, I I assume it's in or around native resolution for the switch on the OLED screen in handheld mode. Cause it doesn't have that blurry look to it there. Like we will see with other games that kind of yeah. cut down resolution. It's dynamic it work. They, so. they, uh, digital foundry did a little test. On. Oh, they said I, didn't, it, I didn't see. It, yeah, I didn't see this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it scales. It runs in, mm -hmm. it runs 1080p docked. And then it also runs 720p native. There are sometimes if it gets a little bit crazy, it might drop a bit, but then it goes right back. And mm -hmm. there's sometimes where there might be a couple frame rate drops, but that's limited to the um, the overworld. And like if you act like if you activate your map, then go right out of your map. Like sometimes there might be a couple frame drops. But it oh yeah, we're like we're that. just we're just we're looking then. We're looking for the frame. Yeah, 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 they're looking. Yeah, <laughs> they're looking for it. But yeah. I mean, overall, yeah, it runs it runs it runs good. I mean, most of the the two D Mario games run great. Yeah, I mean, you're but, you, you yeah. could sprint through the level, and I I mean, I'm not really seeing any slowdown yeah. or anything crazy. Ha I mean, stuff's happening on screen, but I. It's nothing noticeable if it is. So I yeah. In level, it's all it's yeah. all set sixty. In level, it's all sixty. There's no drops. It runs flawless in, yep. in level. Sixty. The only 60 time I really notice drops is it when you're kind of moving around the overland map. You know the, yeah. the world map sometimes. Mm -hmm. But whatever. I mean, it, there's no real reason that it needs to be running at sixty at that point. It's really about the stages themselves. Yeah, as long as it's not getting choppy when you're trying to run through and do certain like precision jumps or like that would get really annoying, obviously. But <laughs> I think just the speed of the game, the animation, the the colors, the shadowing on the characters, and and even their reactions to things happening, it's it's, it's a very high quality effort from Nintendo, like all the way around. Yeah, it has a lot of like personality and stuff too, which is what I so many people are. You know, that's like half of the this game, honestly. I think is the animations and just how the characters react to enemies and other things. It's very cool. What do you guys think about the music? I'm I like the music, but I'm not the biggest fan of the music personally i, don't I, I like I, it though the quality is good like it's high quality music like on my surround sound but yeah i'm not as like i like it because it's it, it's got some like cool stuff but i'm not like to me it's not as good as like super mario bros 3 maybe maybe it's not yeah. quite as iconic iconic as super mario bros yeah 3. i haven't had a song that's jumped out to me and been like oh yeah that's the one right there. i mean i guess in the yeah. the first one they have some of those like the 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 um the singing piranha the plants singing, that, yeah. that yeah, one that's that the one that epic. might stand out to me the most yeah that was like, cool in, I don't remember the, it though. Like I, 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 I can't oh, okay, remember yeah. how it goes. I mean, I remember the part in the game. I just can't remember how it 
how it's what it sounds like i feel like the first level that song may be the more like the most memorable to me right right now there, uh, uh, but maybe there's some stuff at the end game that i'll be like oh okay that, there's like, an underground like like in one of the first parts like where you go underground and that song is mm -hmm. really good like, that is yeah, good i like that. yeah, that's probably that, my that's, favorite one so far yeah, at least. yeah that one's really good so there are some here and there but you know maybe not quite as iconic as super mario world or some of the other like or maybe we need to i don't know play more but yeah i agree with mvg like in terms of like not quite as good as some of the other tracks but high quality music though nonetheless i did play some of the the co-op stuff Josie, you said you played it fully co-op yeah i played the entire game co-op okay how'd that go for you it was great honestly i mean i played a two, like a co-op game that i've had that much fun with since it takes two mm, and so okay. I loved it and I thought it was great. It didn't get hectic for you, like didn't get all crazy or anything. No. I mean, there's so when you're moving, the, the there's one person moving the screen, yes. and so sometimes that can get really <laughs> I annoying. <noticed> that. <laughs> but like, as long as we were fairly, it was great. And um, I mean, I wasn't a kid, so I mean, I think that helped because the person I was playing with sort of knew what they were doing. Yeah, it gives you some leeway. Like basically, if you're off screen for too long, they'll turn you into a ghost. And yeah. as if you're the ghost and you just touch somebody who's not, they'll just bring you back. So you just come right, but if your timer counts down, then you just you lose a life. But it wasn't too hard to just if you saw there a ghost to run over and 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 revive them really quickly. So they they at least kind of came up with something to give you a little bit of a, a leeway there. But like, there's not a lot of collision or anything with people. Like you're not gonna like kill the other person by jumping on them necessarily. Or that I yeah, saying because so. that was awful. I hated that in the new Super Mario Bros. stuff. It drove me crazy. It made me like never play those online. I didn't try the other one though, where you would have like silhouettes of people running alongside of you. I, or I tried it. Signs. Oh, okay, I, yeah, I haven't had a chance to try that at all. I, I'm, I was curious how that worked out. It's stupid. <laughs> really? <laughs> I feel like that'd be fun with the community. Have a bunch of people no, like it, playing it, with you. It's if it, it, yeah, it, the silhouette stuff. Like, there's just like a bunch of people just running around, right? And like those yep. standees you can buy, you can do that, and like you can accumulate little like helpful points and stuff. So, I mean, it, it's it's there, right? But I mean, playing with your friends in terms of the online play, that can be that can be fun. Like, if you really want to just like set it up, play like with Spawncast, whatever. I think that can be really fun. But just yeah, having people just run around, like, yeah, I mean, it, it's okay. It's a it, it's 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 a nice little feel, like little extra feature, you know, to have in the game. Like, I don't think it's bad. I just you know. It's kind of okay. weird. You just see a bunch of people run around. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been. I was looking at this game because I, I was trying to come up with any negatives for it, and I, I don't know. The game's just, just it's just fun. I don't know. I, I, maybe it's because I go into a two D Mario game and I'm not expecting like the crazy narrative side of it or any kind of like. Does anyone go into this thinking there's any kind of real story? <laughs> I no. feel like no, no. but uh, it's I mean, almost. There was go ahead, Josie. Most sorry, I was gonna say there's more here of a story than most. Oh. Yeah, Bowser's right. a castle. Yeah. <laughs> Turned into a castle, yeah. What were you gonna say, There's a lot of dialogue. I was just going to say, I mean, for me, it's almost the perfect 2D Mario game. Like, I don't really know what else you can you can kind of give 2D Mario at this point. Like, I think the only thing that, like I said, the, the, it's not a negative thing, but like I said, the sound, the music probably could be a little better. But, you know, that's just my, my opinion. Someone else may love the music. So, you know, that's just really an opinion more than anything else. And... I, you know, for me, I just don't know what else they could have done. This is like the best 2D Mario game that we've had, you know, for a long, long time. So that's really all there is to say. I mean, I don't know where they take 2D Mario from here. I'm sure the next game, wherever that will be, will they'll come up with some new gimmick or new way to play Mario 2D games. Uh, but 
for me, Mario Wonder is uh, it's going to age like fine wine. It's 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 a beautiful game. It's awesome. I mean, it's gonna. I assume it's going to be a while before we see another one since they went back to what the Wii U. New Super Mario Bros. is like the last one technically because otherwise we had a port to the Switch. So that's 10 years. Might be another 10 years before we see another brand new one. Could be. So. I mean, we got 3D Mario rumored, right? Yeah. Yep. To come. So I think it makes be a sense. While before 3D, Mario, 2D, 2D Mario, 2D Mario, 3D Mario, 2D. Although we'd also get like 3D World. So you got to get that mix between two. But I don't know. When 2D Mario shows up, it's generally at least high quality in this one. It like. I don't really see anyone talking about any kind of bugs or weird stuff happening, no crashes, anything like that. So. Nothing. It's. Yeah. I don't. I don't know about you guys, but I've had no, no. crashes. It's no. just been flawless, honestly. Not, not a single one, but I tried to. I tried to crash it. Yeah. I tried to put it like you know what you can usually do is like you can what? like put your switch in like sleep mode, put it uh, on the dock, okay, pull yeah. out the Ethernet port, then take it back up and see what happens. Yeah. I tried. Yeah. They test. They they test for that stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, usually that can crash your switch. Like if you do that, it can. A lot of games will crash if you do stuff like that, right? If you just pull it off the dock, right, and pull out the Ethernet cord, if 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 it has like online connectivity and like do stuff like that, it'll usually crash. But uh, it, it 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 passed that one, so I was like, okay. <laughs> how long did it take you guys to beat it, or MVG? How long did it take it you? Took me seven hours to beat it, um, and oh, now, I'm trying, done. No, I'm now I'm trying. Now I'm trying to hundred percent it. And I've played for about 11 hours so far. Um, I've heard you can 100% it in about 12 to 15. So okay. I'm, I'm still on it. Found it. That's the negative. It's too short. What about you, uh, Josie? How much? How many it hours took like spend? eight hours, but there was a lot of just like dying because of co-op stuff. So I think that was. <laughs> the camera <laughs> kind of going on. <laughs> well, it it just like go too far to one side. Yeah, and one yeah, of us yeah. would get left and just drop into lava or something. But. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, I'm going to play it again, so it's very replayable, I think. Okay, good stuff. Yeah, Mario, Mario Wonder out now, 93 on Metacritic. We're going to talk about some of the Game of the Year stuff in a minute here because I feel like that list is getting harder and harder to make. But I do want to talk about Spider-Man 2 as well because that is out, and there are, there's two sides to this this whole thing that I wanted to go over because – FAG is about to rain on my parade as I talk about this game. No, which is fine. It's no, fine because I'm, I have questions too. Don't worry, MVG. I'm, I'm not. I haven't played it yet, so I can't really speak on it too much. No. But go ahead. Go ahead. My PS5 says I'm seven hours in, according to the dashboard. So I've, uh, according to Twitter, I'm eighty percent done the game. <laughs> uh, it's uh, a lot of dialogue around this game in just two days, with apparently a bunch of people already beating it. I, I, I don't know, but seven hours in. And I, so first of all, I did like Spider-Man on the PS4. I like Miles Morales. I went back and was playing some of the remaster to get ready for this one. And there is a clear difference between them in terms of visuals, which you would expect. This one is a lot faster. And uh, visually speaking, the, the city itself is much more dense. There are definitely way more things happening around you as you're going through the city. But they have done an incredible upgrade on the traversal so getting around is a ton of fun like i find no need to fast travel at all in the game even if you unlock it just because you have the ability to use wingsuits and like these wind tunnels and you can like have electrical jumps in mid-flight and you can go flying across the city in no time and i do wonder like MVG, they've discussed things like the the like the SSD now in the PS5 versus the mechanical hard drive in the PS4. If that's been opened up somewhat because of that, I mean, when you fly through this city with like the slingshot, 
I mean, you go flying. It is, it is incredibly fast. But I, I've enjoyed at least getting around the city. I will admit, though, I'll, there are parts of the game that feel very much just like the Spider-Man game we played on the PS4. The combat is still kind of that Arkham-style combat, and they have a lot of gadgets and little special moves they throw in there. But it's a lot of tech-based stuff, so... I don't have as many web moves as I do just throw this gadget out there and it will pull people together or it'll have lasers that shoot out. And I almost feel like a mix of Spider-Man and Batman with how I've been playing through the game so far as uh, as mostly Peter, but then you also jump to Miles, so they'll jump back and forth based on the story. And I, I, I mentioned I'm seven hours in right now. I think I'm just about to get to the point where I get like the symbiote suit. So I've been doing a lot of side quest stuff as well. I feel like this is a game where I think some mentioned to get the platinum trophy is like 30 hours. I can see that based on what I've been doing so far. Um, but the story, I think, is the main thing that's going to pull me through this game. And I, w I do admit, if this, I feel like if this wasn't a Spider-Man game, I, I think it would just be viewed as a very standard open world game style game because a lot of that's still there you have a big open world kind of with that city and then you have points that are basically mini games that then give you things to upgrade your characters and uh that's the thing i i would put a knock on this for is i don't feel like they've done a lot to necessarily push open world stuff forward but they just really, refined what they, they had have, with yeah which yes. is which is still okay i mean you know heavily refined it but as someone yeah. who enjoys spider-man and was really intrigued by the story. I like what I'm seeing so far. The pacing is fast. They have a, the one thing I will say, they are trying to hit every single like note with the supervillains and the heroes. There's a, there's a lot of people in this game and I wasn't expecting as many to be there. It's kind of odd that I've already gone to come across so many in like the first maybe half of the game. Um, but it's very quick point to point to point to point. Um, so it's, uh, it's interesting that I'm seeing so many bugs though, MVG, and you brought this up to me and then I went looking and I'm like, oh. you know what, I'm going to pay attention as I go through, because I will say here, I have run across three, maybe two and a half bugs. All right. Okay. One I saw bug. people putting up compilations, John. I didn't know if, like, you can't trust everything that people put up online these days. Right? I, have some, so I, I, I have some questions for people putting these compilations up. Okay. Yeah, so as like... I mentioned, about seven hours in, I've done side quests. I've done main story missions. I've come across two main bugs. One was funny because I did one of those side quests where there's an assault and then they, it breaks off into a chase where you're trying to follow them on the car and stop them. The car was parked against a, a, a wall it had nowhere to go, so it just drove through the wall. It just through the building and then busted out the other side. But it was it basically clipped through to get there. So I was like, all right, that's, I guess that's kind of funny. The other one though, I beat up a bunch of bunch of enemies in, a, in an area, and it was supposed to then trigger the next event, and it never did. So I had to restart the mission. I stood there forever looking around. I don't know if one of the enemies fell through the floor and I just couldn't find them, but that actually made me have to restart from a save point because it was just stuck. And then the other one I found, I, I happened to record it on my PS5. Uh, there was a, a glitch in the corner on a building where it was flashing. And it was a big one. This was flashing, a little texture. <laughs> uh, but I have not seen, like some people are posting glitches of these people's heads out of their bodies, like floating. And I, I haven't seen any, I haven't seen anything like that yet. Uh, but I will pay attention. Have you seen the cube? 
Seen the cube? Okay, I'm curious about this cube thing because people keep posting it, but I feel like I keep seeing the same clip over and over again it, for it. Well, I've seen three separate clips. Okay. Max, Max posted a clip as well, okay. and two yeah. other people. I mean, I, th- I think what's happening here, mm-hmm. which is what usually happens, is there's probably five or six kind of isolated things that mm-hmm. people are just either just signal boosting or um, they're discovering themselves and they're like, yo, what's going on here? So it makes it sound like this is a much larger problem than what it really is. But I will also say if this cube thing is legit and I, look, there's no reason why it shouldn't be, especially, you know, we've seen it from a couple of different people and some of the other glitches that I've seen, it's, it's coming out a little uh, hot, you know, mm-hmm. in my opinion, like I feel like, Maybe it should have been a little bit more polished and and maybe we were led to believe it it was. I don't think there's any real cause for concern. Like you said, John, if you're playing it and you're, you know, seven hours in, you really haven't experienced anything, then most people are going to have the same experience as you. So it's not really the a huge deal. But I I also do kind of question, you know, did they kind of try to get this game out quickly, uh, mm. quicker than the normal, maybe you know, they could, have, they could have left it in the oven and, and released it in, in February or March of next year. And I still think, I mean, obviously they want it for the holiday, but I still think the game would have sold a lot and it will sell a lot either way. But anyway. I think uh, I think you're on something, MEG, because I I feel like Sony thinks they need this game badly right now. They, they do, because they don't have anything. Well, that and they have high forecasts for the PS5 currently, 25 million this fiscal year. And I think they fell behind it a little bit. And... Well, we're going to have that PS5, the the Slim, coming up. There's a Spider-Man bundle, apparently, that's also showing up a few days before the official Slim release date. So they're they're putting this game with their new system. They're, they're trying to yeah. do a lot to push Spider-Man for the holidays. So I, I think you're right. They're like, this. it has to come out now. And that's just kind of the way it is. But what here's the thing that's weird to me. People are trying to figure this one out. Reviewers really didn't mention bugs at all. And I don't know... There's a day one patch. Some are theorizing that the day one patch did actual damage to the game as opposed to fixing it or helping it. It seems weird that so many reviewers either didn't get the bugs or it wasn't as bad or they just glossed over it. I'm not sure, but it's hard to really say what's going on here. You know, like um, there is some some speculation. I know John Linneman from DF tweeted that he suspects maybe the patch kind of regressed some things and cause some bugs and that could well be the case but it could also be a case of reviewers just kind of race through the game as quickly as they could and you know made their made their reviews you know available as soon as they could right or for the Mm -hmm. embargo so it's it's very hard to say because none of us have access to that you know that version one patch i guess or sorry the, the base version that that came with the game so i don't know um but it seems like there are some bugs in this game. Um, I don't think, again, I don't think it's a big deal. And I'm sure Insomniac will, will get, get around to fixing all those. But I think, you know, my my big question for you, John, is, and I don't want to stir the pot, but like Assassin's Creed Mirage was a similar game in terms of length than Spider-Man. And it cost, mm-hmm. what was it, $50? Mm-hmm. So Spider-Man 2 is a $70 game and mm-hmm. it's the same length. What do you what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that Spider-Man 2 shouldn't have been 70 bucks? I mean, it's always going to be because 
Sony's going to price it at 70 but do you think it's worth $70? Mm, I think if you're a Spider-Man fan, you, you've probably already decided it's worth that that money. And if you enjoyed the Spider-Man on the PS4 or Miles Morales, you probably already decided, yeah, whatever. Okay. I will say, they, they definitely went to the next level with this game in terms of the presentation and, like, the big spots. Like, we kind of had some of that with, Spider-Man on the PS4, whether it was grabbing the helicopter with all the webbing or fighting some of the the big bosses towards the end. In this one, though, immediately they start you off, and people are saying it's one of the best openings they've seen in a game, and I can kind of agree with that because it does have that blockbuster feel. Like, Assassin's Creed Mirage, I, I think, is good for its price point. It doesn't have anything like the first hour in Spider-Man. It's not even close. Like, the the opening if you just fire that game up play for an hour you're going to be like okay i i kind of see that insomniac was was trying to take it to the next level here and they consistently do that throughout the game but there are points in it where there are low spots and it's it's very contrasting i will say peaks and valleys really uh in the game for kind of the tone and some of the pacing but i i think when you when it hits with some of those spots you go okay i I, I, I get it. So that's one of the reasons, MVG, I said fire it up. Give it, like, two hours and tell me what you think. Because I want to see what your thoughts are on that opening. Because that was the opening was pretty good. I'm going to I'm probably get it before um, Thanksgiving. I'll check it out. Yeah, the, the opening. I, I got to see how the ending is. And I, I feel like there is a twist coming up uh, based around that's the obviously the, the venom the symbiote i think there's a twist coming and i'm curious how they handle it because they're kind of bringing a bunch of different people together so i i i will reserve full judgment for that i'm going to beat the game probably in the next couple of days because i am very intrigued just going through it quickly but some people asked about the progression in the like what you do with your skill points or you have multiple skill trees so you have one for miles one for peter and then you have one that's shared between the two and you can just dump points into them as you go. So when you level up, you don't actually get more powerful. Like in Spider-Man on the PS4, you would get more health for a level. You'd get, you'd be stronger, maybe hit harder for a level. There's an entire separate skill tree just for that even. Then you have your gadgets, and then you can also unlock suits and then styles for your suits. So there is a lot of stuff you can just kind of unlock as you run through it. I have heard about the suits, and you can confirm this for me. Mm -hmm. In the first Spider-Man game... The suits also had abilities or, you know, like buffs and stuff you could you could get depending on the suit that you equipped. In this one, they're purely cosmetic. Is that correct? Yeah, they removed the like the they removed the skill or buff being married to that suit. Mm. So you can basically have your character look however you want without worrying that, oh, I have to wear this for this specific moment. Those are separated and basically it's in the skill trees and 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 uh passive skill trees that you have in your gadgets so it kind of leans in the idea of you being able to customize as much as you want because each suit also has a style tree to it so you might like uh maybe a, a <coughs> noir suit or something and then you can take that and change the color scheme and stuff based on ones you unlock so i will give them that there is a if you enjoy like some of the history for spider-man some of the offshoot stuff spider-verse stuff even uh, you're gonna find a lot of that in here from some very uh offshoot spots of the spider-man spider-man lore so i think for that people will get a kick out of it 
I'm super excited for this game, honestly. I didn't think I was going to be as into it as mm-hmm. I am, but after like hearing about it so much and stuff, and I, I love Miles Morales, like I've said, and so I'm definitely... And now that I beat Mario Wonder 2, I'm like... I, um, I think you'll get out. an absolute kick out of this game, Josie, if you liked Miles Morales. This is a game you should go to immediately and, and don't even look back. It's it's Play the first two hours. <laughs> Tell me what you think. Okay. I, I say that to everybody about this game. Play the first two hours and then let me know. Do you yeah. think it's better than the first Spider-Man game, John? Yeah, from what I've played so far, yeah. I mean, like, even... They have some pretty interesting things with the... So the side missions in the first Spider-Man game, you would go there and it was cookie cutter, very basic, you knew what to expect. There have been times where I've gone to some of these missions and they've almost, like, merged together. It's very weird uh, where I'll have... You have to basically take a point, but then another faction will end up near it, and they're kind of warring together. And then I turn around, and Miles will be there, too, like, as the computer-controlled character. And he just happens to show up and help you out because he was patrolling in that area. And you can randomly do combo moves with him, and you guys will, like, high-five in the middle of the fight as you both, like, throw a person against the wall. and say It's pretty cool. Like, there's some fun time. Like, that's just all spontaneous. So there, there are some cool moments in there, but yeah, I think the story in this MVG compared to the first one is way more interesting with some of the stuff they're, they're pulling out for it. And yes, they're, they're showing up with Venom and that's kind of like, it's like the ace up the sleeve. I get it, but I I still want to see how it turns out. So how long is it? Uh, There, there are some people who are rushing through it in like eight or nine hours, I think. Shit. All right. But as I mentioned, I haven't I haven't even gotten the, the symbiote suit for Peter and I'm like seven hours in. But I'm also going off and do, I think to to hundred percent the game, it's like thirty hours or so. Okay. Like to do everything. And you did everything in Miles Morales, didn't you? Yeah, I hundred percent of that game. Yeah. So, so there you yeah, go. Yeah, no, I'm excited, but maybe check it out for sure. Yeah. So I, I think uh, I think it's a good pickup. I do. I'm enjoying it, getting a kick out of it, but I have to see how it turns out. I'm curious what happens with some of these characters. They could always ruin it with a, a bad story point or something. So we'll see. My fear is that, I, again, I don't know yet because we've just seen the trailers. My fear is that Venom is in the game for like an hour. <laughs> kind of like when we saw the Spider-Man 3, the movie, Venom was in it for like the last 20% of the movie and that was it. That's my fear for this is that he's barely in it. Like, to act, like actual Venom, not like symbiote suit Peter or anything. So... And now Wolverine is next. Yeah, I... How do we feel about that after this? I feel like Wolverine won't be a, a big open world style game. I I kind of feel like that's going to be... story driven? Yeah, I think yeah, so. I feel like that's going to be more over the shoulder, closer, like more claustrophobic kind of game. Uh, I don't think it's even going to be as big as something like Ratchet and Clank. I think they're going to be even smaller than that. So I, I just don't, I don't really know why you'd have an open world with Wolverine. Like he doesn't, I, I feel like his traversal wouldn't be like Spider-Man or anything like that. So yep. I feel like it's going to be, I think it'll be a much, I, I'm hoping it's mature rated and they just go all out with it. You know, I, I want to see well, like him just hacking up everybody, doing some crazy counters where they go and swing and he puts the claws through their hand or something to stop them. Just whatever. Just go, go wild with it. So that's I'm feeling more confident now than ever with them doing Wolverine though. I will say that. So what else has Sony put out this year? Uh, Spider-Man two, nothing and horizon call of the mountain. 
and VR, VR games. There was something oh, yeah. else. There was something else. Was that it? I guess it was Horizon Call of the Mountain and uh, Spider-Man 2. So best game on PS5 this year, probably? Yeah, I would say so. I think it's better than... Well, I mean, again, I have to I have to beat it. I don't want to... I can't, I can't say that yet. I was going to say it might be better than Final Fantasy 16, but I have to beat it first and get an idea as to what happens. Why haven't you beat Final Fantasy 16 yet? The game came out... No, no, no. Final, I have to beat Spider-Man 2. I already beat Final Fantasy no. 16. I was going through New okay. Game Plus and stopped halfway through that. Are you going through New Game Plus on Final Fantasy 16? I was, and I stopped because I realized everything's still just a, a, a damage sponge. <laughs> yeah. So. Were you playing on the hard difficulty on New Game Plus? Yeah, they have like yeah. the Final Fantasy like difficulty or yeah. whatever. Because I, I was going to build the ultimate weapon, but you don't get the ultimate weapon until you basically get to the end of New Game Plus, and I could have used it the whole way through New Game Plus. So. Yeah, that's, that's not, they're not damage sponge is not too bad. I play Xenoblade, so. <laughs> that's, a, that's like massive damage, unless you know like exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, so I got to see how this turns out before I say it's better than Final Fantasy. It's better than Forspoken. I'll say that. <laughs> it's better. Oh, than... I picked that up for seventeen dollars. Nice. Last week. Not bad. It's, not bad. It's still it not good for seventeen dollars, but it's better than it for seventy. Dude, I think it's my type of game. I'm probably gonna enjoy it, to be honest. Oh no, it's much better. When I'm, it's much better now. The game is actually a lot better now than it was at launch. Like they, mm -hmm. they fixed up a number of things with the game. So I thought about going back to look at it, update it, and just see what's going on there. We'll, we'll, see. we'll see. I there's a lot happening right now, and I'm not like, oh, I gotta get back to Forspoken. <laughs> so you know. we'll see. We'll see. Maybe that'll be it. Maybe that's a good January like first or second week of January game when we've got time and nothing's happening. Yeah. We'll see. Uh let me uh no, actually let's talk about the updated game of the year contenders because now we have spider-man oh. 2 at a 91 we got mario wonder at a 93 do those immediately get thrust into the game of the year nominations they have to, right? yeah i think so you have to put them in there now but then how do we make the list then because something something's out uh, you got two nintendo, you got, you got two <laughs> nintendo games in the game of the year conversation i mean when it's 2017 all over again yeah man it's gonna be starfield that's the game that's gonna get everybody is out. thinking it i i feel like everyone's thinking that that's like I mean, it, oh man starfield's really getting left out oh but mbg wait hold on can we agree can we can all four of us agree right now that there is no indie darling this year like there's no room for indie darlings this year right Right. There could I mean Sea of Stars is good enough. I'm to giving be. it no, I'm get no I, I got a, I got an indie darling set up. I'm giving it to Cocoon. No. There's no indie darlings this year. I would this, say Sea of Stars. It's yeah, too I, stacked. You might it's, be right, MVG. You might be right. Stacked. It's too stacked. It's too stacked. The year right. is stacked though. I mean I, I agree, but if there was an indie darling this year, I would say Sea of Stars would be that. It's eighty nine. It's an incredible game. Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. All right, so let's 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 look at this really fast, okay? Uh, the ones that I feel like are going to be in many people's minds locks at this point. Okay, Mario Brothers Wonder, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, Baldur's Gate 3, Spider-Man 2. Do those four sound like, okay, this is probably going to be voted in by the 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 judges, the jury, whatever, the media? Yes. For, yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. So there's two more slots left. <laughs> You you've got to have Street Fighter. In my opinion, you got to have Street really? Fighter. 6. I, I don't. I feel no. like fighting games never make it in. I don't this give a damn if fighting. No, Street Fighter Six has got to be in there. It's got to. I be. don't think it is. I, I think oh that's going to be goodness. game or like this fighting game of the year kind of thing. That and Mortal Kombat will probably be together in that category. What? It, it reviewed way better than Mortal Kombat. 
Listen, I know Resident Evil 4 Remake was a long time ago, or it feels like a long time oh, ago, but no. man, that game, was, that game is so... That has to be in the conversation. <laughs> it has to be in there. Man, right? look at this. I would, this put, is I would tough, put those dude. two. I would put Resident Evil mm-hmm. 4, and I would put Street Fighter. I think those two... There it is. Games that I would I would put in there. That's the document right the, there. The lowest rated Official. game on that. I the lowest rated everything. This is ninety one with Spider Man. That's the lowest rated game on that list. Well, no, I think Street Fighter is a ninety two. I don't know. Either way, it's it's above ninety. So mm. I'm gonna put it in the archive. We gotta put. All right, what are what are we putting there? Let's chat. Think. Hmm. Honestly, I I think Starfield's gonna be in there. Yeah, I think it's going to be in there. Even you really think it, Starfield's going to yeah. find its way in there? Oh, yeah. I don't even, know. even though the Metacritic is a little lower, the, you know, a look, little. We, we've seen, we've, I mean, we've seen Control and other games that haven't scored that high get into the conversation. Um, the other game that I keep thinking about in my head is uh, Armored Core as as another yeah, one dude, I, potentially. That, you know how far we need to go on like scores to. To get to start, you know, make things we have to pass to get to Starfield. There's a like, There's I just a lot. Feel like okay, I just want to give it to Microsoft. <laughs> throw Street it Fighter the 92. Uh, yeah, I mean, Resident Evil 4, the Resident Evil 2 remake was nominated when it came out. Yep, There's ah, RE4 remake in there. I feel like RE4 has to be in there, doesn't it? I think so. I got to put Resident Evil 4 in there, gotta put it in there. Mm. Okay, Resident Evil 4 is in. There's one slot left. This is our, our list that changes every week. <laughs> what if Alan, well, hold on. What if Alan Wake 2 gets a 90, oh, yeah. 91 So if Alan Wake 2 week. gets anything above, I'm going to say an 86, Starfield's out. I have no, I have no, yeah, I don't if, know where Starfield goes then. I'm sorry. Alan Wake 2 for sure. If that's like high 80s, I think they'll probably give it to that because obviously it's Alan Wake is back right after all these number of years. So. Which I think it's think... gonna it's gonna review really high. I think it's gonna be it's gonna review high enough. Josie, which one you? I, uh, Josie, well, I know which one Josie wants to say. Go ahead, say it, Josie. Well, I'm not gonna say Pikmin Four. Oh, you're win, allowed to say I, Pikmin Four. You well, say... I don't. That's not realistic. Oh, <laughs> I would like it to win, but I don't think so. But I. What about like Final Fantasy 16? Is that gonna be in the conversation? You know, uh, I liked uh, Final Fantasy 16. Uh, I, I initially ha- I initially had it in there. Um, but that was before Mario Wonder and um, Spider Man both scored extremely high. I don't. I don't have a spot for it anymore. I don't yeah. think. Yeah. It's gonna be in the conversation. Like it's like when they when they deliberate, you know, who is going to be in there. I think it's it's going to come up. But yeah, like, now that Mario Wonder and Spider Man, I think that the media likes Spider Man and Mario Wonder more than Final Fantasy. That's. I mean, that's the vibe that I'm getting. You know, from the from the scores and just from the general thoughts. You know, we're we're skipping people, Diablo Four, also. People in the chat saying the RE Four is a remake. Yes, it is. So was Resident Evil Two, and that got it was. a Game of the Year nomination. It was that against. I think it was that against Sekiro, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, Sekiro. Yep. That was the that was the, the debacle two. of 2019. Um, there is uh, what's it called? Golden Joystick and other places actually. Um, voted for RE2 remake as their game of yeah. the year. Like it actually won major game of the year um, stuff from from various publications. So I get that it's a remake, guys, but it was nominated 
And it actually had a really good chance to win. And other places did give RE2 Remake Game of the Year, like other major outlets did. So it's very much possible that RE4 Remake Ooh, is. Some you know, Roy right says if RE4 is in, Metroid Prime should be in too. No, there's a difference. <laughs> that's, a rem- that's a remaster? That's a remaster? Yeah, I mean, like, okay. RE, RE4 Remake, okay. you know, that's it's a complete remake. They've completely, like, overhauled some things. Metroid Prime, they didn't even add an autosave. Like to that game, like they that's, didn't even—they they add literally almost the graphics look better. There's better control options. You have some like narration that was maybe in like one PAL version or something like I don't know. But like they literally didn't add anything outside of seen a lot of that. Seen a lot of Hi-Fi Rush in the chat and Lies of P. Lies of P. Lies of P is a good one too, though. That, Lies of P game. is going to be like the the fan voted game. Of that's the a good year. game. Yeah, like there's so many people that love that that game so much, you know. Hi-Fi Rush is a good one. I I just I wonder if it's if it's gonna fall kind of into the background a bit. Again, yeah, there's a lot of so. stuff out right now, and yeah, things are hitting it's... all over the place. I kind of agree with OJ. I think Street Fighter has a chance. I mean, isn't it like the high highest rated game on Famitsu or something? It's um, like it got well, a perfect score or something. Well, on that, Famitsu right? doesn't count, and in, 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 I don't know if they get a vote for. for I'm just year. saying, like. it's highly praised here's the problem with street fighter you've got like outlets like the hollywood reporter and the (laughs) la times and all these like (laughs) you know adjacent video game publications right yeah (laughs) none of these outlets have played street fighter 6 as as good as it is but they've all played tears of the kingdom they've all played spider-man they've all played resident they've all played mario wonder that's how you have to think about this stuff, in my opinion. It's not yes. about, I mean, yeah, the Metacritic is important, but it's also the reach of people that, that you're getting, getting I, to as well. I, I agree. It's, it's just that Street Fighter does have the name. You know, people do know of, you know, like, oh, this is Street Fighter, right? And it's doing well. So I, I agree. I just think that, man, like when you come back like this with this quality of the game, I mean, it, it'd be almost not fair to not have it in there um, considering what it was able to do. Like, cons- like this is the best like fighting game that we've seen in like, you know, traditional fighting game that we've seen in quite some time in terms of score and the net code is impeccable. It's really good. Everything like they've even got a stupid single player mode in there. That's, that's like silly fun, right? Like they, they pretty much hit everything that you needed to, to hit in the game. The graphics are beautiful. You know, there's so many good things about Street Fighter and it reviewed, I, it reviewed that high too. So it, it's not only that good in terms of like the gameplay, that it's also that good in terms of like the reviews and what people were seeing with the game. I do agree with MVG though. Like it could be snubbed for some other type of game because it is a fighting game. I mean, we haven't seen a fighting game nominated since I think smash was the last time back in 2019. Mm -hmm. That was the last time that one was nominated. Smash win though? No, it did not. Um, Sekiro won that year. Mm -hmm. Ah. Yeah. I don't I don't hate the Hi-Fi Rush nomination if if it if it comes down to it. If that popped up, I'd be like, "Yeah, okay. That's just fine." But I I got to see what happens with Alan Wake 2. I think that is still a big wild card right now cuz it it could surprise some people There's maybe. There's a lot of marketing around Alan Wake 2. Yeah. I think, yeah. I, I think they want that big score, so we'll see. We'll see next week. Yeah, actually, what yeah, you're right. We will. Mm. Then uh what? Star Ocean and Mario RPG next next month? Yeah. And my and my stupid self playing Naruto, so I'm just gonna put, <laughs> put myself through hell. Yeah, high five rush. I like I said, someone I, I would not mind that if that was there. I thought I thought it was creative. It was, it was fun. It was interesting. Yeah, I'd be okay with that. If that was in there. But then when you're talking about the real game of the year, like what do you guys think is gonna take it? 
I think oh, most people ba believe it's Baldur's coming down Gate. to either Zelda or Baldur's Gate. I think Baldur's Gate's going to win. Over Zelda. That'd be big because Zelda usually wins when it's in like game of the year contention. But I don't know. Baldur's Gate has a lot of momentum behind it right now. Yeah, I think. Oh, I think yeah, that's true. Baldur's I've Gate's been playing win. it. I, I really like the game. Um, I don't really know which way it's going to go, but it's probably going to be between those two. I think flip a coin, honestly. Yeah. Personally, um, if it was me, I'd probably give it to Zelda. But uh, I am playing Baldur's Gate, and um, you know, when I beat the game, I'll, I'll definitely have more to say. I like it; it's a good game. Okay. Okay. Good stuff. Good stuff. Let me look through. Let's see. I think I can actually do this here. I feel like I can go through and look at. The, I think I can look at the super chats from streamyard i can look at that see that makes mm -hmm. it that makes it pretty easy okay let me see what was the here we go this one is from tjo show oh, look at that any of you played the star ocean games on psp second evolution was my favorite jrpg on the system played it like 50 times too bad the remake would not include the anime cutscenes from that version i i actually didn't get a chance to play much of star ocean on the psp P, i played it on the ps1 the ps2 and unfortunately, the Xbox 360. <laughs> that was not. Did very. Which Star Ocean did you play? On you played Star Ocean Four. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really the one that I I remember liking uh, mo most recently, I guess, would be Till the End of Time. That was on the PS2. That's PS2. That's the last yeah. time I was like, you know what? I feel like this is a good game. <laughs> it's all good, y'all. Just grab a grab a dictionary, open up the definition of mid. Bam! Star Ocean is like. I played right the most recent one. Right there. <laughs> uh star ocean uh was it divine force or something the divine it, force it's it's not very good either i, I mean uh, i got it for 10 bucks so i'm happy hey <laughs> they're very middling rpgs unfortunately but the most re or the one coming up is actually really good i played the demo yes. and i enjoyed it so i am really looking forward to it second story art is really good people yep. think that that's the best star ocean game anyway and now they're remaking it and making it even better mm -hmm. so Let's see. This is from Sean. It says, do you think a new Guitar Hero would have the option to use a phone as a controller? And would it be on xCloud? Hopefully not. That'd fuck up the game. A phone as a controller? Be horrible. Interesting. You could use the phone as a microphone, I guess. You could do that. How would you do it as a controller? I'm trying to think oh. how you'd even make that happen. They had know. a Guitar Hero on the DS and you like oh, attached gosh, it and that. then you held it like this and then you like went like that. <laughs> And that's the only way I can imagine that. Working. That was a Wait, really difficult. I remember there that like too, Jersey. There was there was an yeah. there was like a little yeah. button attachment that you plug yep. into the cartridge, right? And then yeah. you use the your finger for like the the touch screen. You held it like this. It had like yeah. a, a yeah. wrap around it, and oh, it was so because you'd strum the touch screen. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> that, that one a lot sound. actually. Did you really? <laughs> oh gosh, I we'd get that traded in, and I'm like, this looks devastating. <laughs> I had like three games on my DS when I was a kid, and that was one of them. So. <sighs> This is from Truly Epic. It says, "Will Film Wave make a return on the network? Maybe, maybe the boy, the next boys season's coming up, and Invincible's coming up too." Oh, sign me up for Invincible and sign me up for the boys. There it is. Okay, okay, <laughs> I like it. I like it. 
Now, and we just need Dragon Ball to come back. I know there is a Dragon oh, Ball yeah. series coming back. We need Super to come back. Dragon we'll, get Ball M- we'll get MVG too. on that one. He has no context of anything Dragon Ball related, and we'll no. make him watch Dragon Ball Super and give his thoughts on it every week. You should <laughs> no. You got to make him watch Dragon Ball Z. He needs to know who Krillin and Nappa are. I'm, I'm just going to say it sucks. I'm just going to say it sucks every single episode. We'll get MVG like the 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 dragon like shirts that people in middle school used to wear all the time. The button downs with like the shiny <laughs> dragons around and stuff. Yikes! <laughs> Those were popular. Back in the Zero day. Are you sure? MVG. Where's RGT at? RGT said, no. <laughs> "Can I? Am I allowed to wear those shirts?" Or yeah, no? those are pop- people. These be a big thing back in the day, in like the early two thousands when that was rolling on tsunami. That was it right there. Good that was God. it. Spend one whole day screaming ah on the next I'm episode. Telling you. Like <laughs> Hulk Hogan says, "Hey, brother, shout out to John MVG Josie." Is that Sean? Of course, he, of course he wouldn't say. Of course he wouldn't say <laughs> shout outs to me. Of course he. Of course I'd be left out. Uh, X trash lost to King Nintendo. Have you seen Xbox? Uh, let's see. Kofi on DCG's Twitter clowning him and saying Sp- Spider Man Two and Mario Wonders reviews scores don't matter since their Starfield got an eighty three. I have not. <laughs> I've not seen that, I but no I don't idea doubt what it. That even Doesn't seem like anything new. <laughs> Always good to see you, Super Chat X trash. <laughs> keep, keep, keep the questions coming in. SK says, I love Super Mario Bros. Wonder so far. I'm playing with Luigi, and I do not like his voice. Yeah, he is kind of in a wig. Ruffle Mutt says, finished watching Ubisoft Netflix series Captain Laserhawk. Freaking loved it. Can't wait for season two. I'll never look at Rayman the same again. Yeah, I saw some clips of that on Twitter. I might have to go on and watch it. That's on Netflix right now, and it, it looks ridiculous. But the, apparently they're pulling from a bunch of uh, Ubisoft's franchises beyond good and evil 2 makes an appearance in there so uh, that's interesting uh enjoying a good is that hoya joya Hoya de nicaragua <laughs> <laughs> How's that? Well, yeah, well, yeah. Oh, that was amazing. Well, yeah. Okay, well, <laughs> we're still boy. seething about Starfield. <laughs> I, is that a? I, that's a drink. Okay. I, was... <laughs> I don't know that. Okay. <laughs> uh, we have uh, African Triforce says Nintendo is on a roll right now. He might not talk as much as Phil Spencer or Jim Ryan, but Shitaro Furukawa is doing a pretty good job. He, he is doing a good job. Release the games. That's all. And then you're doing a good job. That's all. <laughs> MTS says, MG, what about Ubisoft games? Do you enjoy so much? I love Far Cry and Assassin's Creed, but feel like I'm in a minority. I love Ubisoft games. You are not in a minority, my friend. I, uh, I'm a big fan of all the games. I love Far Cry. I love Assassin's Creed. I love Ghost Recon. I wish they would do Splinter Cell again. Still waiting for the next Splinter Cell game, whenever that is. It's coming. Um, I, th- there's something about them. I, I just like the avatar game that's coming out. Um, I, I really want to play it. Like, I just love that dumb Ubisoft fun that you have where it's an open world and there's all sorts of just weird shit going on. There's like, you're just sitting at the side of a road and all of a sudden, like this Jeep comes out from nowhere and starts just like, uh, starting a fight with, you know, people on the, on the road and stuff. It, it's, I love the games. I love them all. See, Jay Chowder says Pikmin 3. Uh, Callan Shaw Indie Game says nobody thinks Hogwarts is in Game of the Year, best selling game of the year so far. I liked Hogwarts. It, it got a little old, repetitive towards the end, but I feel like most people now are seeing these really big games come out, and that's that's and also they're recent, whereas Hogwarts came out at the beginning of this year, so there's kind of that recency 
to these games too. But I don't think Hogwarts can compete at all with the games that we've listed. There's other factors why journalists won't vote for Hogwarts, even if they, whatever the case is. Roy says, if RE4 remake is in, Metroid Prime Remaster should be. We, we went over that. Charles says, should Game Awards have a remake of the year category between Metroid, Crisis Core, Dead Space, RE4 System Shock, and Advanced Wars? I kind of feel like we are to that point now where we need that category, but there's a chance next year we won't need that category. That's kind of the hard thing to figure out, and then you end up with Jump Force in there for some reason. So... <laughs> I, you gotta fill year. the spots somehow fighting right? game of the year jump force let's go you gotta fill the spots uh let's see this is from pony up says can't believe y'all are snubbing dead space remake for re4 dead space was better beat for beat i played it i thought it was fine i just i don't know like maybe it didn't connect with me as much as other people but i liked I, re4 more it was so. fine it, there's not, it, dead space was, was was a good game mm-hmm. but i don't know like it just kind of came and went, and I didn't really think about it too much after I beat the game. You know what I like about this? I'm seeing like these super chats with lists, and they're all they're all different. Like this, AJ says, "Game of the Year 23 is Tears of the Kingdom, uh, Spider-Man 2, Hogwarts, Final Fantasy 16, Armor Core 6, Jedi Survivor." <laughs> Haven't played Wonder yet, but none of those compare to the Grinch game. Is go. that his game of the year, or do you think that's going to be the list? Because that I think list that's is- what I think that's what is uh, what he what he put down. For, for his, li- that's for their, that's not going to be the list. <laughs> it's a shame too because I feel like Jedi Survivor, Jedi Survivor may. I mean, what is it right now? Is that like a mid '80s game? Mid '80s, yeah. I feel like that game might have had a shot, shot at a '90 if it came out in better shape. That's that's the thing that's a shame about it because the game itself is is good. It was just so messed up at launch. Yeah, they fixed uh, it now, but yeah, like they're not going to put Hogwarts and FF16 in it. They're not going to put that over like. The games that we talked about right they're not yeah. they're not gonna do all that michael asked what title is a good entry point for mega man i don't know john i'm gonna say you can well you can start with mega man 2 that one's fine mega man 1 is still kind of i mean it's, no. it's kind of it's kind of start rough. with mega man 1 john stop it mega start man, with mega man 1. you could you could start with mega man 2 is where they figured it all out there are people who really like mega man 3 as well uh, although i did like mega man 6 because you got the rush arm and you punch people with it but if you really want to try something that might be a little easier to just jump into get first get the legacy collection get the first legacy collection then get legacy collection x those are usually on sale for like ten dollars a piece you can find them and i would just jump in immediately to mega man x let's try it it's still modern it feels good to play and uh, i i think that is a decent starting point for the story because you can then view the Mega Man games as kind of the prequel you can go back to to learn more. So I would I would say that Mega Man X still timeless, still works. Uh, Jorge asked, would you rank twenty twenty three among the top years in gaming? I would. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's fantastic. I would. I think people are going to have a hard time coming to terms that this might be the best year in gaming because they look back and see games that were ranked. 94, 95 across the board back in, what was like, I think 2001 comes up a lot, 2002. I went back and looked. Some of those games have like 25 reviews. Spider-Man yeah. got reviewed 130 times. <laughs> yeah, the reviews market obviously wasn't as big back then, so you can't do like a one-to-one comparison. But if you just look at like the impact of the games that were released back then, it's pretty, like that PS2, you know, launcher right afterwards, that was that was pretty good. 
I, I can't necessarily say it's absolutely the best year in gaming because it's subjective, obviously, and people are going to have different opinions on it, but it's up there. I will say it's definitely, I'm going to say it's top three personally, but. I think me. it's probably the best in the time that I've been alive. So There you go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if that means anything, which I'm sure it doesn't. But 12 years? So, I mean, that's that's good. I think you've been aware. 12 is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is this is from Cody. It says, you can see on X how Insomniac mixed up Cuban flag for Puerto Rican flag in Miles' apartment. The flags are similar, but colors inverted. I was not aware of that. I will. Now I know. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to analog. There is an analog 3D that's been announced. This is basically a new N64 that is going to be FPGA based for 2024. They are looking for 4K visuals for controller slots, so you'll be able to use your standard N64 controllers. And they did this weird tease for what looked like an 8-bit Do controller. I guess that's going to release alongside of it. So good news for I guess people who are looking for even new N64 controllers as well. This was interesting because the CEO had an interview and essentially said Nintendo wouldn't be able to create a better system if they tried than what they're doing, which sounds like something a CEO would say who wants to put their system over. Uh, but they announced the thing without showing us what it can do exactly. So I, I would hold judgment for when they show it because they're talking a big game over there, MEG. You have the Mr. Mm -hmm. FPGA core or the core right it's set up yep. like that uh for n64 how is that thing looking because i feel like that could give us an indication as to what we're dealing with 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 this thing so the mr fpga core is an open source community core that has been developed um it's been in development for a while now and it's it's moving along very very quickly as far as how it runs it looks like an HDMI modded N64. So John, I know you have like the ultra, was it ultra HDMI thing yep. on your end? Mm -hmm. That's what it looks like. So it doesn't do any type of like upscaling or anything like that. The whole goal of the Mister is really just to give you a, as accurate as possible representation of the original hardware in FPGA form, right? You had some screenshots up on your Twitter, didn't you? Yeah, so um, I was see. testing some games, and the reason why um, I was looking at the the Mister FPGA is for mm -hmm. this reason. So I'm actually doing a video on the uh, the Mister Core because I want I do I am very interested in the analog FPGA uh, 3D thing that they've announced. Obviously, as a big fan of the N64, but um, I wanted to see what the Mister Core how far along that was and i was actually quite surprised that it's a lot further along than i thought it's it's definitely um it's still kind of in beta so they haven't moved it into the mainline set of mr cores that you get when you install it so you just have to go to the guys github page and install it manually but um i tested probably about 30 games and we're looking at about maybe 60 percent compatibility right now some games don't work but some games that you, you you expect that probably wouldn't load actually do run like resident evil 2 for example is one game that i know has always had some issues with emulators and stuff like that that comes up just fine um so i think overall it's um it's it's very very interesting tech because we Kind of felt like the mister like the altera chip that's in the mister in the in the de 10 nano the the board that you get when you buy a mister um we kind of felt like it was never going to 
get beyond something like PlayStation. I know there's Sega Saturn. Um, that's uh, there's a core for that as, as well. But we never really felt like N64 was attainable because it, it just number one, there wasn't really, an, it didn't seem like there was enough memory, and it didn't seem like the Altera chip had enough, um, you know, to handle the N64. But there's I mean, we've been proven wrong. So um, so looking at that uh, makes me kind of think about what Analog is doing with with their product. And I do want to stress that the, the Analog 3D stuff has nothing to do with the Mr. stuff. Um, they're completely separate projects for, for really for separate, separate different, you know, types of people because the Mr. stuff is kind of community-driven, open-source type stuff, uh, kind of hobbyist. Um, and then the analog stuff, as as we all know, you know, they, they make like 10 of these things, right? So they're more kind of boutique um, for a, I'll say a collector market or um, a, a, an enthusiast market for retro gaming because you're going to get the best kind of experience um, with a product like that. So the analog product, yeah, Chris Tabor, the CEO of Analog, he does talk a big game. Um, he's, he's, he's kind of known for you know, saying a lot of things. Um, he said a lot of things, you know, previously with the different, um, you know, like the Mega SG and all that stuff. But uh, 4K, apparently, um, internally. Uh, so that's going to be very interesting to see what that looks like. Um, I think you could probably get a sense of how that would look like if you got any kind of reputable N64 emulator and internally bump the resolution to, um, you know, to target 4K. I think you'd get an, a sense of what it would look like. And I think it would look really good. But you also have to remember that this is in Nintendo 64 and, you know, the kind of the, the low-res anti-aliasing and the blurriness of the whole, you know, uh, hardware is really going to be interesting to see what that looks like when it does get scaled uh, to 4K because in a lot of instances it kind of brings out some of the mistakes and the blemishes in the games. And, you know, um, like I think a good example is like GoldenEye on the Xbox uh, mm-hmm. where they released that with on the Series X. It, it does look better, but you also notice there's like these um, clipping issues and like texture seams and Z fighting and all this sort of stuff that's going on. So... Um, but look, I, I'm pretty excited about uh, FPGA technology anyway, um, and I'm pretty psyched about this analog 3D. I'm going to try to get one um, with the pocket, the analog pocket. They did send me a review unit, um, so I'm hoping I can get a review unit for this, but mm-hmm. I'm also not going to chance it. I'm just going to try to pre-order one um, and see if I can get one, but very exciting, very exciting stuff. Yeah, they mentioned that they were that they were going to have the ability to either – stick with the stock performance so like nine frames per second or something like that on goldeneye or apparently you can overclock it and it will smooth out any frame rate issues with it so it sounds like there's gonna be a lot of options i just it really feels like there's a lot of promises being made with this thing yeah i mean it's hard to get too hyped about it because like i have an idea about what it's going to look like and how it's going to perform in my head and it's going to be great don't get me wrong like i said analog make quality products but um, I mean, at the end of the day, this still is the N64, right? So, you know, it's not going to just miraculously look so much better than what it does. Um, mm-hmm. It's going to look crisper and cleaner. And like you said, John, it may run faster if there's overclocking and stuff like that. But ultimately, you're still playing Nintendo 64 games at, at the end of the day. So I think there's a, a, a limit to, you know, what, what what they can hype up here because you're still playing, you know, N64. So. I'm going to give a shout out to Dark Type, new member. 
Thank you, Dark Type. Yeah, the other thing, MVG, is they mentioned that the anti-aliasing thing that the N64 does, you can turn that off, apparently. Mm-hmm. You can actually turn that off in the Mr. Core as well. And uh-huh. um, there are some settings in the Mr. Core. You can turn off the dithering. You can turn off the, the bilinear filtering. You can turn off the anti-aliasing. Um, so there are it, th- there are some things that make it look different and interesting. I don't know, though. Like, I think it's definitely going to be something that you want to kind of mess with on a game-by-game basis. Some of them look better. Some of them look worse, in my opinion. Like I said, a lot of the times they would use anti-aliasing and kind of low-textured filters and have that blurriness about it to kind of hide some of these things. I mean, the developers weren't intentionally, you know, making mistakes or anything like that. It's just the nature of the N64 being so kind of low-res. So, you know, you kind of you expand all that and you blow it up to, to 4k internally um, you need some tricks to, to really kind of hide some of the blemishes and, and, and texture issues that undoubtedly uh, are in some of the N64 games that are out there. What's the price MVG? So, I mean, this is going to use a new chip. So mm-hmm. I think traditionally analog has used the same FPGA chip in all their products going back to the, nt nt Mm -hmm. mini or the super nt whatever it's called um so this is going to be more expensive john i i I like to think that it's not going to be any more than 299 but again this is analog it's an enthusiast market people are going to buy this is going to sell out in like five five seconds honestly right um so i think it's probably going to be 350 could even be 400 bucks i I I think it's going to be 400 dollars it it could be it could be, uh, but I mean, it might be the best shot at playing an N64 with uh, decent visuals on a on a big screen TV. I just want to see what it looks like at this point. I'm I'm curious. So. Yeah, me too. And I think you know, a lot of it uh, I want to test um, because I, I I'm pretty familiar with what games uh, struggle with emulation. Mm, okay, and that's a good point. Look, even though it is FPGA, it's hardware based emulation right like well, i know they say they, no emulation they, they, no emulation but let's be very clear it's yeah. still emulation but it's in fpg it's in hardware right? right so when when you get a human involved to uh, approximate a piece of hardware like the n64 there's going to be some differences it's not going to be a one-to-one rep you know a one-to-one thing between the original hardware and fpga there's going to be some differences which means that some games may have some issues so it's going to be interesting to see what the compatibility is going to be like. I'm sure it's going to be very, very high, but there's always going to be some edge cases. And N64 is notorious for having a lot of games that just don't work right or have some glitches or some issues via emulation. You need, you need a really powerful system, PC or whatever, to emulate some N64 games. So we'll see. We'll see what comes out of it. What do you think's next after N64? Honestly, I think PlayStation One is after N sixty four. There's also a, a, a there's a Mister um, Core for PlayStation One, mm-hmm. so I think PS One is probably going to be next. Um, the only thing that I I'm curious about is how they're going to get around the Sony BIOS for that. But you know, I think they'll probably just build their own uh, replacement for it. About about Dreamcast uh dreamcast is probably something that's going to happen but i think there's like a, a there's a pecking order of things like i don't think he can just go from n64 to dreamcast i think that's i'd all, be interested in that that would that. that could that actually could look really good if they have it set up for yeah. 4k 
I think they'll probably go to PlayStation from here. Maybe Saturn because there's also a Saturn FPGA okay. core out there as I'd well. I'd buy that. I'd buy Saturn. Um, and then maybe Dreamcast. But the thing I really want after mm-hmm. N64 or even before Analog, please give it to me. Is I want I want Game Boy Advance. I want GBA with a GBA form factor. Like okay. I want to. I want I want a GBA Mini or a GBA Pocket. That's what I want. Right. Right. Because the um, one we have now, it's it's. Yeah. It's not set up great for Game Boy. It's set up well no. for Game Boy. I see what you're saying. You want that that wide kind of form factor to it. Yeah, just just give me a GBA Mini. That that would be or GBA GBA Pocket. That would be awesome. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the the future's interesting for these FPGA systems now that we're breaking into kind of the the 3D side with the N64. So curious about pricing. We're we're gonna see that 2024. So I'm wondering if this is a first half, second half. I don't know. A lot of questions still. Is the main draw of this that you can play these games in like 4K? Yeah, and on a modern display. So like with an N64, there's there's no real easy way to plug them into a HDTV via HDMI. You need to either get a internal mod, which what John has, the yeah, Ultra HDMI. You want to see HDMI. what that looks like. I have a video of me installing <laughs> Number one, they're very expensive. And number two, they're never in stock. So you have to usually pay someone to do it if you don't know how to do it yourself. There's also, Eon has the Super 64. They have like an adapter that converts the uh, composite or S-video to HDMI and that works okay. Uh, it's not a bad product, but you kind of, you know what you're getting there. So really, yeah, the draw here is that you're going to be able to play old N64 cartridges on a modern television at 4K. I think that's what they're going for. Yep, so... And it just comes down to are people willing to pay for it? And based on the fact that some games themselves are four hundred dollars in, in the retro scene, people will probably pay for it. So, but it comes down yeah. to availability with analog. We'll see how that launch goes for them. I assume yeah. not well. There'll be there'll be a hundred. <laughs> they'll they'll make a hundred of them like they always do, and then people will just be fighting for the scraps, trying to get a hold of one. So. I think that hopefully they they realize the demand for this is very high and they actually have enough units to go around, but they never seem to. So I don't really see why they do now. In fact, I I think part of me feels like it's part of their marketing to do this, you know, to... to I see what you're saying, yeah. Just to draw draw up hype. Draw up hype, draw up FOMO, get as many people on a pre-order list or a waiting list as they possibly can, um, which sucks. Hopefully they they uh, they have enough to go around this time. Yeah, see, Charles saw the N64 preview. I have two other systems I'm doing HDMI mods for right now, actually. They're just in limbo, right? I'm waiting for part <laughs> to arrive. All right. Let's, uh, let's talk about Starfield. This is interesting. We got the MPD sales charts for the month of september it actually topped the sales charts here because that was a day one game pass release and it seemed to confuse a lot of people when these charts came out because i don't think anyone was expecting a game that launched in a subscription service day one to then also be the best seller in the u.s for september yeah but they had that early access thing right they and people did. a lot of people bought the early access they did so I it kind of feels like just counted up everybody who bought people were excited for it. the game was highly anticipated and they, everybody who bought all this stuff 
you know, for that. It, I think it it's because there's the, the belief that if a game launches in Game Pass day one, that no one buys it. I, I feel like that's that's kind of the, the thought process I see online. And, and I guess that's why people are surprised. I don't know. It, and I see that thought process, but I don't know why people think it's like a black or white. Like it's a be all end all. Yes, Game Pass will affect some games in terms of sales. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Literally, Microsoft even thinks that. Mm-hmm. Like, Microsoft's like emails even think that. So I don't know why people are saying, what? Like, it's like, dude, Microsoft even knows that it affects their sales. Like, that's just, it's just the thing. But when you have a game this big, you know, and that you put on sale early and that it's Bethesda, yeah, that's going to shoot up on their sales. There's going to be people who don't have Game Pass that are just going to buy the game outright too. So, I mean, yeah, it makes sense for a game like this. Whenever the next, if there's a like normal Halo that comes out and they do the same thing, Halo will be number one as well. Or Gears of War can be number one in that. Like if they do the same thing they did with, with, with Starfield, you know? So I don't understand why there was confusion. I, I thought it was going to sell really well because of, I know that there's digital plus the Game Pass premium stuff. But yeah, games can have decreased sales if they're on game pass there's just we've seen the leaked numbers of other games that have been on game pass compared to the sales on playstation and nintendo they're much lower on xbox we've seen stuff like persona we've seen other games that came on game pass the sales are lower on on if it's on game pass compared some people just wait for game pass they don't buy the game on x they just wait for game pass and play on, and if it doesn't come to game pass they're not buying it you know, mm. like that's what I so, do. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, I don't understand why this is like such a, a hotly de- debated topic. Like, it doesn't need to be controversial. It really doesn't. You it's know, what's just... really interesting about this? Yeah. This is the first time since Oblivion that Bethesda has topped an MPD sales chart. Wow, is that weird? Do you? That I, I saw that st- I that statistic. That. I had no idea. It was start at Starfield launch day one in the Game Pass, and it's the it topped the sales charts, and they've never done that yes, before so. with the title. So it was uh, it was a, it was a little little weird to see that one. I mean, I think there's a look. Starfield was the most hyped game this year, or one of the most hyped mm-hmm. games this year. We've known about its development for a long time. They they give you that early access that one that first week where you can play it they say early whatever um it was always going to sell a lot of a lot of copies like we i i ended up getting a review copy but if i didn't i probably would have bought it early access as well because i really wanted to play it like when it came out it you know people really liked it reviewed well um so i just felt like you know microsoft even though a lot of people don't like that whole concept of early access because they feel like it's a little little scummy or something i don't know what what the word is um i think it's a very very smart tactic marketing tactics especially for big games um not every game is gonna sell as much as starfield in early access like forza uh, even though that came out that had an early access period right like i mean i'm sure that that's sold that sold okay but it's not selling i don't think it's selling anywhere near as much as what starfield was and did did redfall have an early access period as well it did um, yeah you have to buy back edition get it yeah. early so I mean, they're gonna—they're always gonna offer that for their first-party games, um, and I, I think a lot of the times they'll sell a lot of a lot of copies, and it will it will top sales charts. But yeah, I mean, Starfield was was kind of too big to ignore. I think it was always yeah. gonna you know sell a lot no matter what. I feel like this is the new thing for them now going forward. They're just 
they're consistently going to do these early access periods. Yep. And as you mentioned, people don't really seem to like it. And I, I can, I, I understand because basically that's when the game can come out, but they're walling it all for five days and they're like, pay us extra money and you can get it now. Yeah, I mean, wait, <laughs> what's the, what's the next game? Hellblade two is probably the next first party yeah. game. Right. I mean, they're going to give you a week of early access on that as well. And a lot of people are going to just want to buy that and, and try it out for themselves, especially if it reviews well, you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's something that, like I said, a lot of people don't like the early access kind of model, but Microsoft's pretty smart. You know, they, they know what they're doing here with this stuff. Yeah. I think because they did it with Forza just now, like it just recently happened with Forza and I, I admit it's probably going to be the same thing with Hellblade, as you mentioned here. So, so John, uh-huh. what, what, what happens when Call of Duty goes early access for a week? I feel like Call of Duty is going to go early access for a week. It is. And, ah, that's going to be interesting when that happens. I mean, that, my, that is, that's going to pull a lot of money because let's be real. People yep. are, uh, people Phil, are go crazy. Phil, Phil said uh, Call of Duty is available everywhere, but he didn't say when it was available. I think if you oh, give Xbox, I see what you're saying. If you give Xbox that early access week, I think the, that's something they may, may actually do. You think they're going to do that? Like, like with just Xbox, huh? Not do it for PlayStation as well. You think they're just going to just through game pass Xbox. Yeah, mm. yeah, and they just they just told Sony, "Hey, we'll put Game Pass on on PlayStation when you're ready to talk to us." That's interesting. We'll, we'll give you Call of Duty. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna hold it up like that, huh? Yeah, mm. yeah. Th- oh, it's it probably not a week. But let's say three days of early access, right? Um, whatever that. What's what's the window? Is it? It's not like a, a seven days. It's like four four days or five days for early access. I think is what you get. But yeah, yeah. I mean, I could definitely see them. You know opening up early access for call of duty uh on on game pass and then everyone else gets it you know a few days later it worked really well with starfield because it was a massive bethesda title and yeah. call of duty is a very competitive game where people will pay a lot of money to get an early to to get a, a jump start on it i'm more curious when it's a a game that's not as as over as something like that like like you said hellblade 2 that'll be an interesting one uh maybe a fable something like that but this this seems to be the strategy for microsoft launch it quote unquote early by five days and then put it into game pass at the end of it and collect money this is what you got to do if you're going to do subscription service gaming and sell people that you can't just and like we talked about this right about microsoft has to find ways to monetize this more than just saying here's this you got to raise prices you've got to find ways to get more money because these games aren't getting any cheaper the model doesn't like charging. How much is Game Pass? Ten bucks or fourteen bucks? Sixteen. I think. Uh, Sixteen. And then you have Activision, you have Bethesda, you have Fable, you have Gears, you have Halo. So you're gonna just do that for sixteen bucks a month? That there's no way in hell. <laughs> like, it doesn't add up. How are you gonna pay employees? How are you gonna keep the lights on? The, the, the math just doesn't add up. You got to do other things to get to make more money here. So yeah, I I can see them doing that, and that's what. This, that's part of it. You want all this stuff on there. There's going to be early access. There's going to be price increases. There's going to be all that. So I think they're betting on the fact that if somebody does the somebody who usually buys two games a year at most will end mm-hmm. up paying more in this subscription than they would just buying the two games at what one hundred and forty dollars yep. then. So yeah. I, I feel like that's it. So if somebody ends up buying four games a year and they're all going into this, then technically they would make out pretty well. But I feel like most people who buy a Madden or a Call of Duty every year 
and then also have Game Pass because Call of Duty's going in, they're they're probably spending more money than they would normally anyway. So I, I feel like that's kind of the strategy by Microsoft right now. And this is, I think this is one of the reasons that I, I feel like the Netflix comparison comes up a lot. I just don't think Game Pass compares well to Netflix because they Netflix can't f- sell things to people on their service. They just yep. collect that subscription. That's it. Whereas yep. we're watching Microsoft top a sales chart in the U.S. with a, with a product while also putting it in their subscription service. So. Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, the the differentiator there, like you said, is the early access plus the ability just to buy the game outright. Mm-hmm. I mean, you get that little discount as well if you just purchase it via Game Pass. Mm-hmm. And I've I've bought games via deep discount before that were on Game Pass um, that were advertised as cheaper. I've, I've I've definitely done that before as well. So um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Netflix doesn't have anything like that. You, you just watch movies whenever you want to watch movies. You can't purchase them. Yeah. So I. I think it's interesting, and we'll see with Activision Blizzard brought in, as you said, OJ, the generally when you have more and more stuff like that come in, prices have to go up somewhere. So maybe they do just raise price on the subscription. Maybe they just keep doing more of these early access things, and it, and it works will, out for them that way. They will do both. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Netflix keeps raising prices. and like, Oh, yeah. They just did. I think they just raised prices again. It's again, like $21 or something now. Everyone is raising prices. It's crazy out It's here. getting competitive in terms of the market, human resources. People are getting paid more, inflation, blah, 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 blah. You guys all know the same thing. So, yes, prices will go up. Yes, they will do more early access. Yes, all that stuff is happening. I'm proud. And then, like, it just goes back down because there's so many huge services that people stop paying for all of them. But I, it's probably a little bit It's not realistic. going back down. That'd just be so nice. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not going back down because now they have to add all of the Activision Blizzard stuff. They have to incorporate that, right? They have to get that set in. So that's... You, you spent eight, what, 70 billion, 80 billion, whatever it was. Yeah, you yeah. got to make that back. So 69 billion, 69 billion. There you go. So, yeah, you got to you got to raise the prices of things in order for it to for it to still work and for people to get paid all their money. I mean, Phil ain't going in there for free. <laughs> the executives aren't working for free. They're getting paid, guys. So there's also that. I want to go over to this was actually something MVG was part of. That has to do with the Nintendo Switch to the fabled next generation system from Nintendo that uh, we, we hope is coming out next year, but who knows? Maybe they'll run this thing for 10 years straight because it keeps selling. So we'll see. But uh, Nate and MVG, because you were there for it, you were present, reported that the next system will be leveraging Ray Reconstruction, which is from D, which is mostly DLSS 3.5. MVG, you've had experience actually using this with something like Cyberpunk. Uh, Mm -hmm. and it works pretty well when it comes to getting good good, or at least decent performance still out of ray tracing, which I still think ray tracing is still kind of early on in its life and working all that out and even convincing consumers that it's worth the trade-off. But Cyberpunk is a pretty good example of of it showing out pretty well. However, with ray reconstruction, the biggest takeaway that Nate uh, made is that this is a very custom chip that is going to be increasingly harder and harder to compare to anything else on the market right now, which is exciting for me because I really like the Tegra chip. It's been going back to when it first came around to where it is now. I think it's fascinating to see what NVIDIA uh, could come up with here, 
because they have a place for it now. And they've never had a place for this chip ever. They've tried it in phones, tablets. They almost had it in the 3DS. It's been all over the place. But now they have it. Ray Reconstruction. MVG. So You're just, the developer here. For the record, Nate was the one. Nate was the one that broke the news. He reported yeah. it. I have no idea where he got that info from. He probably heard it from his. He didn't get it from MVG. Go on. Yeah, he got it from his various <laughs> sources that that he uh, he has. He has a lot of sources out there. Um, but I think it makes a lot of sense to me that it will have Ray reconstru- reconstruction. I mean, there was some talk. If you go back and and talk about the Gamescom behind closed doors presentation of the matrix demo um that that we were told about a lot of people i think there was some feedback that it looked really good like even better than you know like the playstation 5 one or something right um and i think a lot of it has to do with the kind of the more modern ray tracing techniques that uh this new soc potentially is going to provide us with i say potentially because look honestly we have no freaking idea what what this what this soc is going to be but we're only speculating at this point based on you know reports and and all that stuff but i think like you said john a a lot of it has to do now with this new soc is not going to be the most powerful chip it's that was never the intention of of that it was never the intention of the tegra x1 either in fact as you know they kind of down clocked it um significantly right um mm-hmm. compared to you know where it kind of normally runs if you compare it to like an nvidia shield so they down clocked it you know to get more battery life out of it right so i think what we're probably going to see with with the new switch is it's going to just work a lot smarter rather than just be a powerful chip right so we're going to have things like dlss in there we're going to have reconstruction um we're going to have um you know 4k via dlss there's also i think nate also talked about you know faster loading right or you know fast loading like at the gamescom stuff right so mm-hmm. there was talk about that so you combine all these kind of features fast loading uh dlss you know 4k via reconstruction all of a sudden you've got a system that that kind of you can put it next to the ps5 and the xbox and say you know what? That doesn't look like smeared Vaseline anymore. That actually looks pretty damn comparable, you know? And I think that's what Nintendo, I believe, is is going for with this generation or this next generation. Um, they want they want their games to look better on 4K displays because right now, yeah, there are some games that look fantastic on 4K, like Mario Wonder, Luigi's Mansion. There are definitely games that look great even today, but they, they want to kind of just, you know, compare um, with what we what we're seeing with you know modern 4k visuals so i think they're doing all the right things and look honestly they've they've really um having nvidia as a partner right now and and a partner for the foreseeable future where the competition is with amd like nintendo's like they're in they're in the driver's seat with this stuff because nvidia is leading the way with this dlss stuff amd fsr is fine there's nothing wrong with fsr2 and i think fsr3 also is, is um an a good iteration but dlss is is far it's on another away. level yeah, yeah it's on another DLSS, level yeah. so yeah. and nvidia is definitely uh, sorry and nintendo is definitely going to tap into that um that aspect of what nvidia has so yeah very very exciting times for the switch 2 i'm thinking of mario wonder now 4k ray tracing all set up 
that that'd be that would look pretty good. They better have backwards compatibility figured out. Anyway, <laughs> I th- the interesting thing is, and uh, Nate had mentioned this to me in passing, the idea that some of these comparisons could come up as the PS5 and the Xbox Series look great resolution wise. But man, that, that Switch Two. The ray tracing is just better on it. That's going to sound really weird when when stuff like that comes up, if it, if it really is to that point. It's going to make for some just very strange situations when we start putting these games next to each other. But it, it does make me think that, based on what I see from people's reaction, we're still in that phase where people would are shocked that Nintendo may have something that's somewhat technologically advanced compared to the field. <laughs> and it's it, people still just look at Nintendo as that, the the company that puts like two twigs and a and a piece of yeah. gum together to make their system <laughs> to make make kitty consoles or whatever <laughs> and it it's i i do kind of feel like this system's going to show up and uh, we're going to hear some of the stuff about it and they're going to show some stuff and i i kind of feel like there's going to be like one or two games where people are i don't say confused but like somewhat shocked about it so I, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited to get into next year because I think that's when we see the system and I think it's gonna be a fun six to eight months run up to it. And I, I think things like this with Ray Reconstruction will play into it. And uh I'm more excited to see what Nintendo can do with this stuff first party wise. And I'd be curious if Nintendo decides to market this in any way similar to what they did with ha- advanced haptic feedback, which they labeled HD Rumble. Do you do you market ray tracing and Nintendo it up or something? Yeah, I think you do. Um, I don't know what you would call it, whether you use the word ray, ray tracing or maybe there's there's some new marketing term that they they provide for it. But um, I think so. Like, I mean, if you've got, if you have 4K, if you have ray tracing, um, if you have, you know, faster, significantly faster loading, then those features you definitely want to market, right? Um, as as a more powerful switch, right? Or, or whatever that whatever they do. So, I think so. I mean, you don't you don't come to the table with with uh, a new chip with hat which has um, advancements in technology and and kind of just don't really you know promote them as much. Um, but you know, on the flip side of that, Nintendo they do what they do, man. Like who knows, you know um, what what they're going to say. But I would expect that they would probably do that. Yeah, I've realized. I think I might be kind of spoiled now in games because when I I'll go back to playing a game on the Switch, and a load screen comes up. And I'm just like immediately annoyed. <laughs> hey, we're we're to the point where you don't really see load screens as much anymore in gaming, and it's very interesting to to be to that in that position. So you mentioned faster loading. I think when we get there with the next system, and we can basically say goodbye to like any long load times, is uh, it's a world I want to be in. So, what do you think, Josie? Ray reconstruction. I know it's. I know you were thinking about it the whole time. Yeah, I, I don't know much about it, honestly. I mean, I know what MVG has said. I think it's cool, and I'm curious as to how they might Nintendo it up. I don't know if they can really like market it as well as they marketed HD Rumble because everybody sort of knows Rumble, and it's pretty simple to understand. And it's just mm. like a better, right? Basically. Yeah, it's so. it, most like you're gonna see. For example, reflections is like the big thing that's easy to. to what stand if they? Up what if? What if they just call it like Nintendo Realistic Vision or something? And <laughs> they, just, oh. they, they, they do that thing where they just you know they pan across and there's like the old footage and then there's the new Real one. Uh, we call it Real Vision. There you go. That, gonna, 
that's gonna be interesting i I gotta know what they call it yeah because that's because you know they'll put it on the back of the box they'll do all this stuff with it powered by nvidia real vision or something i think they'll just say it it looks shiny like hey shinier graphics shiny edition (laughs) (laughs) i think they'll just say yo the graphics look shinier like cool huh i but I, i like mario wonder looks good now you start putting all these advanced like advanced technologies into it I mean, I, I I hope they go back and revisit some of these old games through backwards compatibility with patches because there's a lot they'd be leaving on the table then with some of those games, Tears of the Kingdom and and uh, and others. So that's that's my biggest hope is that they do have that figured out, and that might be why we've waited so long for some sort of upgrade. Or I mean, this is the longest Nintendo has gone, to my understanding, without any kind of this, mid-gen refresh, upgrade, anything. This is the longest. This this is the longest they've went. Because it's going to stretch till next year, so that'll be what eight calendar years. We'll be in the eighth year before yeah, the system eight calendar. comes out. Yeah. So that's the longest that they've went um, outside of like maybe like Game Boy, right? Like Game Boy. Mm. I think it was like eighty eighty nine to. Yeah. Took a long time. That was, that was, that was like almost ten years. Yeah. Right. Game Boy Color. You can say yeah, that's the new system. But if you want to say like completely something different, GBA, which would be two thousand or two thousand one was. G- I think it was two thousand. Yeah, forgot when GBA was, but yeah, so that'd probably be like the last longest one. Without you know, that's just a straight portable compared to now like hybrids. So, in terms of yeah, anything yeah, that's considered a home console, yeah, this is the longest that they've went. Yeah, I'm just hoping that it actually comes out. <laughs> and it comes Nintendo out. doesn't do something crazy and just not give it to us. Unless uh, you want to say like, like, no, like the Famicom, the Super Famicom, because I know it came out in Japan earlier, so maybe that was almost as long. But yeah, Super it's been Nintendo it's been a while. People yeah, are I, people are ready. We're ready. Ready, We're ready. So. Everyone's ready, man. I think at this point, just get all the games that you want to get out, right? And then just like get ready to launch it with whatever big Mario it, or it does feel like it, you know? Super Mario Wonder was was like their I mean their big mainstream game that was left. I know there's still Peach or Princess Peach coming up, uh Super Mario RPG, but Wonder is probably gonna yeah. outsell all of that combined, right? That's so their is, big yeah. And I think I think a lot of that. I don't, I don't want to say confirms because nothing is confirmed, but like it really just makes you think that there's probably a 3D Mario game launching with this new system. Otherwise, so. they would have they would have just held Wonder back for the new system. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you could you could release it now and still going to sell a shitload of units, but you could also drop Wonder as a launch title if there was no other Mario game, which is obviously something I feel like they have. Yeah, that would have been a killer launch title too, right? Like having Mario Wonder on Switch oh, yeah. and Switch 2 right there at launch. I mean, that yeah. would have been incredible too. So Yeah, it's really funny. I've noticed that a lot of people have just started to forget about Metroid Prime 4. <laughs> and I, I don't see it ever really coming up anymore. I I feel like that might be a nice little surprise at the next Direct. And it's like, oh, we're at Metroid Prime 4. That's it's right. It's going to be the next Switch. It's got to be a Switch 2 title. It's got to be cross cross Yeah, it's got to be a cross-gen at this Ray point. Reconstruction? Sam is a suit shiny. I mean, super shiny. Sam falls into place. There it is. Shiny edition. Yeah. Real vision. <laughs> Real vision. Uh, people have been wondering when the next time you can see Nintendo mention anything outside of Doug Bowser dodging and weaving these different questions. I would say probably November, November 7th, November 8th, you're going to see Nintendo with their six month earning and then they'll, probably dodge and weave questions from uh investors and but i will say he was looking like the matrix there he's looking like neo yeah (laughs) if nintendo is truly like okay we're full speed ahead on the next system mario wonder is out uh, maybe they dropped a little hint or something there i don't know we'll see we'll see 
that's the, the funny thing is that they still have like a number of like switch I, and yes they're not like big new games princess peach is the only new game but they still have like a number of games coming out next mm-hmm. year like with thousand year door remake that's like still really huge for people it's luigi's mansion 2 there's princess peach game there's like another code there's like actually like a number a, like a number like five or six games that i think that they have coming out next year that are already kind of like set in yeah so, so. It'll, be, it'll be interesting it'll be interesting so look to i guess look towards that the next investor stuff first week of november see if anything pops up and Let's quickly, I do want to quickly recognize Pete Hines announces retirement. I saw MVG in there congratulating 20, 24 years. He's, no, he's an OG man. He's been around for a while. 99, I think 24. Yeah. 24 years. Yep. Wow. That is uh yeah. Yeah. I, I think people were, people were uh, reading into this more than they probably needed to. I think he's just, I think he's just ready to, to finish up and call it, call it a career. So <laughs> I think that's basically it. Uh, and I mean, at this point, he either stays on, I assume, and starts work on Elder Scrolls six that might not be out for another six years, or yep. he goes, I'm good. I'm out guys. I would Starfield's out that which Starfield apparently was like a 20 year, pro- <laughs> some crazy long project because it was conceptualized as let's make a game in space. And then they were like, not on the original Xbox. All right. Someday then and that was it. So I think a lot of people read too much into these types of things like, oh, what what happened? Was he was he fired? You know, is there a story behind this? But like I, I treat Jim Hines' retirement the same way I, I treat Pete Hines' reco- tri- retirement the same way as Jim Ryan's retirement. Right. And that is, I think you nailed it, John. That is, they just shipped Starfield and now he doesn't really want to hang around for another game life cycle, which is going to be six, seven years uh, for the next Elder Scroll game. So you probably thought, yeah, Starfield's done. It's shipped. It's, uh, it's sold extremely well. I'm going to go out, you know, like he's, he's been around for a long time. Jim Ryan was the same. Um, I feel like he saw the launch of the PS5 and Sony's probably internally, you know, thinking about the next system. They're already probably starting ramping up, um, on the next system so he was probably like it's time for me to step away uh so i i just you know i think both of them were just retirements at the end of the day i don't think there was really anything beyond that yeah i agree i think people just want to make up some crazy narrative to make it dramatic every single time something like this happens and for most of them it's just time for them to retire they have enough money they can do it I will tell you, I'm I'm 50. I'm gonna work probably for 10 more years, and I'm I'm I'm. Energy's out. I'm out. You know, uh, you can make up all sorts of rumors and BS you want, He's but <laughs> the reality is, I'm cashing out. I'm done. So I'll keep it a buck. If I could retire now, I would. So I'm just like, I, uh, imagine if I was them. I mean, literally a dead ass. I would retire right now if I could. So. I want to retire. So I can only imagine having to deal with all the stuff that those guys deal with. You know, yeah, I feel like being at the top of a game company, whether you're marketing or a publisher or you're working at the top, that probably ages you very rapidly. So it does it's probably exhausting. Like, people are yeah, such ex- horrible people online. So it's probably yeah. like, thank God I'm out of here. Yeah, I mean, I would be I would take that, bro. I'm, I can't wait till I retire. The day that I do, I'm gonna be like, deuce, I'm out. I'm playing video games. If I have grandkids by then, I'm playing with them. I ain't doing the damn thing. I don't want to hear nothing from nobody. 
I'm out. <laughs> so that's I think that's what they're doing. Let me go hang out with my fam. I'm I'm tired of all this BS, you know, with with games and how people are because like Pines, he's he's marketing. So I mean, he sees it all. He has to deal with it all, you know, like. Jim Ryan's got to do with everybody talking and all this Phil Spencer stuff and buying actors. And he's just like, oh, God, please. <laughs> if it was me, I'd be like, man, our main competitors just bought Bethesda, one of our partners that we work with. And they bought. I'm like, man, I'm already. How much do I got? I got all this equity in here. I'm, OK, I'm, I'm good. Like we were, PS5's launching and still doing good. Hand it off to somebody else. Just like when Reggie retired, too. Right. Yeah. Reggie retired. He's just like, yep. I'm out. Switch is good. I'm good. I got money. I'm out. Let's uh, finish up with some of the super chats here. We have SK says Deus Ex 2000 is the greatest game ever. Greatest ever game. That's a good one. Let's see. This is Donald Trump. Tremendous stakes says what's the, what's the best generation of console? I say sixth gen. That's a good pick. Uh, I, I would say sixth gen as well. Uh yeah, that, that, hmm. I, you know, I, I also don't mind the 360 PS3 generation either. I think that PS2, GameCube, Xbox generation was just a nice I, moment. I in love time. how you just forget about the Dreamcast, John. Dreamcast. <laughs> well, Sega forgot about that system too. So I had uh, no choice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> forgot about that game, that system real quick. <laughs> I that was just a nice moment in time. Mostly because people weren't online at yelling at each other <laughs> all the time. They were, just not as much as it is now. They were, just not not like it is now. The access oh, no. was not there. I'd say 7th gen. There you go. DIY Dell says, food reviews, good laugh at DIY Dell. Working towards 1,000 subscribers by the end of the year. Made daily videos for last year. Check out you DIY can do Del. it, DIY Dell. Everyone go sub to DIY Dell right now. There Link you your channel in the chat, <laughs> DIY Dell. Dark Type says, haven't picked up Spidey 2 yet, but I've been playing Wonder, and it's the most fun I've had since Odyssey. Great stuff, Nintendo. Keep it up. Will EverDrive 64 work on it? I assume the analog. On the analog? Uh, that's a good question. Normally, they do behave well with analog products. I'm thinking to the about the Pocket and like the Mega SG. I don't see why not. It, it shouldn't work. I don't think they're going to deliberately try to lock it out or anything like that. I think it should just work. Yeah, I use the whatever the EverDrive thing is for the pocket with the game boy advance yeah sd card i use that and it works fine so i haven't had any issues with that one this is from brian what are your thoughts about the retro tink 4k i don't know i don't have it i don't have one either <laughs> uh, I, I, like heard that one. I heard they're a thousand dollars but um i'm i'm hopefully going to review one at some point i'm probably going to have to end up buying so one, i'll let so you know my thoughts when that happens i'll let you know my real thoughts then because i paid i had to buy a thousand dollar converter but now it's uh it looks good though like the i've seen the results from i think john Linneman has posted up a couple of them i'll make sure i'm crediting the right person yep. it looks it looks really good like it is high quality stuff so I, I i know it's definitely a niche product technically but you definitely get the quality when you pay out that kind of well i have the that, so. 5x pro right here and mm -hmm. i do i love that thing i think just rocks there you go Red Eye says, do you think that the Analog 64 will include Rumble Pack and memory card within the controller? And will there be a, a Game Boy transfer port included on the... Oh, for the uh, for mm. like Pokemon Stadium. I, I, that controller is interesting because it's from uh, it's from 8-Bit Doe, I believe. So I don't... They didn't show the back of the controller. I'm not sure. Good question, though. I would say it probably has built-in Rumble. 
Yeah, uh, the memory pack stuff is probably going to be on the device itself, potentially. Uh, they'll do it that way. Like on the Mister, um, there is a memory card option. Oh, sorry, memory pack option on the Mister Core itself. So it just like creates a file on on the SD card for you. So it kind of simulates a memory pack. So I would expect a similar thing here with the analog N sixty four. I have to see what the plug looks like for the console because I have seen at times where you get the dongle and then on that it also has a slot for a memory card. I've seen that before with some of these third-party controllers. So I'm not sure the route 8BitDo is going to go, uh, but maybe I can reach out to them and uh, get comment on it. I assume they will just say no comment, but you can always try. Let's see. Zoob says, Starfield, yet Xbox can't outsell PlayStation hardware. They cannot. <laughs> the PlayStation has continues to roll. Let's see. CJ says, do you think Sony will follow the early access trend? Hmm. Mm. Probably, you know when they'll do it is with these live service games. That wouldn't shock me. The live service games might might end up with that, but if the money is there. The market's saying it works, so I, I feel like most corporations are understanding this, and they're probably going to take shots at it. So, let's see. Juice Man Vaughn says, "Lock it in. Prime Four is going to look phenomenal on Switch 2. Prime Four needs to come out first. You think we'll it, okay? You think it's come out for it? I, I I don't as long as it comes out on the current switch because that is where it was marketed and promised to. Mm-hmm. I don't mind if it's cross gen if it just comes out when the next system comes out, like kind of like uh, Breath of the Wild that was on the Wii U and the Switch same time. Don't mind it as long as it's on that switch and they make it work. But retro, retro studios though using that new hardware, I got a lot got a lot of faith in them. I think they could do some pretty cool stuff. Let's see. Pridery says, do you think they will launch with $70 Mario? Yes, I think the next 3 Mario is 70 If it's 3D Mario, then yeah, probably. Yep. I would expect that, and I would expect the next Mario Kart to also be 70 uh, provided these are next-generation games, as we all assume. Yes. Red Eye says, new model PS5 has remained at under $400 in the UK, an $80 disk drive making £480. Xbox Series S also got $50 increase for a one-terabyte storage. That is true, but we still haven't officially uh, been told about the new Series S yet. So, mm, but right. that seems to be the play. So we'll we'll have to see. Enrique says, "Shout outs to OJ. He's awesome. Uh, also, big fan of MBG. Looking forward to your project, Josie. And thank you, John, for all the daily news. Love you, all you guys. Thanks, Enrique. Thank you, Enrique. Thanks, okay, I think I got." I think I got all of those. I will check Streamlabs just to make sure. Let me go around here, though, as I am doing that. Let's start with Josie. Where can everyone find you? You can find me at YouTube at Josie Woe. I'm like 9,500 subscribers, so I'm really close oh, to 10K. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's it's a good time. I'm going to have a Mario Wonder video out soon and a stream for Mario Wonder as well, so check it out if you're interested in the Switch. Thank you're you get, for having me. Getting cl- you are going to get I mean, you're going to get 10,000 subscribers then before the end of the year. Hopefully. <laughs> Everyone go subscribe to Josie Woe. Josie, link your channel in the chat. Okay. It's getting close. Wow, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. I feel like you were how many subscribers did you have in like September? I feel like you you've when been you guys asked me well. on this podcast, I like had I just hit a thousand, so Oh wow, okay. Good yeah. stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Awesome. Let's go to OJ. Yeah, find me right here on YouTube, Player Essence. I just put out a video on Super 
Mario Bros. Wonder, gave my thoughts on the game, how much I like it compared to the previous Mario games, as I've played all of them. Um, so check out that. Got some cool RPG videos that I'm working on. And if you're an idiot like me and like Naruto video games, I'll be having a big uh, review and uh, gameplay on that game. In addition to Super Mario RPG coming up, Star Ocean and more. So if you like RPGs and Nintendo content and daily live streams, check out Player Essence. I, I will be here. And then MVG. You can find me on YouTube at Modern Vintage Gamer. I did a video on Mario Wonder, my thoughts and impressions yesterday, so check that out. Uh, if you want to learn more about the game, you probably know everything about it by now, but check it out anyway. I have a video out coming out on Monday about the Mr. FPGA N64 stuff that we were talking about on this episode. There will be a new Nate the Hate next week. I don't know what day it is, but there will be one coming out next week. And uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. Okay. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. Also, I've got some plans coming up here for some Game of the Year activities that I think is going to be a lot of fun, so stay tuned for that. Something I wanted to do for a while, and I think it could be a good time, so uh, keep an eye out as we make that announcement, probably in the next two weeks when I find, figure out a name for it. <laughs> but thanks, everyone, for joining us, and we will back here next... Make sure... Okay, yeah, good at everything. Next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Maybe Nate will join us finally. He's making his return at some point. So check us out next week to see if it's then. We'll see you guys later. <laughs>